What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? We hope you're still living, loving, and breathing sports. This is Double Coverage. I'm Dom with the Great Man Sauce. We're back at it again. How you going, mate? How are you, Doma? We're back with another show, show 33. Show 33, and I'll tell you what, there's been some absolutely action-packed sport today, the last few days. So Champions League back. It was a great game this morning. Great seeing Barcelona get absolutely slapped. Uh, and Saucy's gone and recorded the, the podcast this time, so he's not going to have any further issues <laughs> as we do every week. We're on it we're this on week, it this ladies week. We're and on the ball. But yes, Barca got slapped, and I'm looking forward to a segment today. I'm not going to get it. I'm looking forward to it. I could become the most hated person. <laughs> I'll tell you what, when we start talking about double coverage, the family's going to be like, Saucy's definitely our favorite host. Out of the two, after I finish in today's segment, <laughs> that's for sure. That's oh, for sure. Well. But let's get into it. As we always do, we start off with the NBA, and we go straight to the standings. Philadelphia still on top, eighteen and ten. Brooklyn up into second now, seventeen and twelve. Milwaukee third, Boston fourth, Indiana fifth, New York up into sixth, Toronto seventh, Charlotte into eighth, Chicago ninth, Miami. 10th, Atlanta 11th, Orlando 12th, uh, Cleveland 13th, Washington 14th, and Detroit still at the bottom in 15th. And then over to the Western Conference, Utah on top with 23 wins and 5 losses. Lakers 2nd, Clippers 3rd, Phoenix up into 4th, Portland 5th, Spurs 6th, Denver 7th, Golden State are 8th, Memphis are 9th, Dallas 10th, New Orleans 11th, I think they're going to get higher by the end of the season. So Sacramento 12, Houston 13, Oklahoma is 14th, and Minnesota 15th. So there's the standings. Bit of news. AD injured. Yep. Uh, how's this going to affect your boy, Sauce? Let's get into it. Um, you know, just just rest up, AD. Rest up, AD. Uh Luckily, you've got the alien that is uh, LeBron James on your team, and he's just going to have to pick up the slack. We've seen today the other uh, fellas off the bench. We got depth, don't worry, and uh, we'll just uh, chug along nicely. They'll keep winning a few games. Um, they'll probably drop a couple, but um, you know, AD wasn't playing very good. He had he had he showed signs when he was back. He had a, you know one good game. Uh, another decent, solid game, but he was uh, pretty lackluster. Um, I really hope that the Lakers do make a trade potentially to get uh, Andre Drummond if we can fit him um, or another big man because I, I feel we lack in a bit of rim protection um, that we could have off ro- rotation uh, potentially uh, when we, we we you know have potential matchups in the playoffs, uh, especially if we come up against Denver again. Um, you know, to frustrate Jokic, who's, who's having an MVP-type season, uh, pretty much. If he keeps playing the way he's playing, he's, he's going to win the MVP, in my opinion. So um, I, I agree. You're playing really well uh, at the moment. LeBron is just doing LeBron things. Uh, I am going to get back onto LeBron by the end of this segment. Uh, I just got, you know, you know we love a good rant here on Double Coverage, and uh, there's a few people I need to call out. All right, I'm a bit upset, so I need to address the issue, and uh, we'll get into it from there. But Drummond, yeah, like you said, talks there potentially uh, a good fit for your you boys, but it looks like Toronto are in the box seat. Um, so 
we'll see what happens with that. But we've had some massive performances since our last podcast. Um, Luca the Don, 46-8-12. He's also had a 44-7-9 game. Uh, Vucevic, 42-9-4. Levine had a 46-7-4 game, 39-3. and and Sorry. Giannis had a 47-11-5, Curry 48-5, Bill 35-7-5, and 37-8-3. Zion had a 26-8-3 game. What do you have today, Sauce? Uh, he, had th- he had 31 points, I know that for sure. And, in, and yeah. the, the most amazing thing about that was, Doma, um, he did not have a point uh, in the first quarter. And then he still went on to score 31. The guy is yeah. an absolute beast. Uh, you know, took 1-3, drained it. What more can you ask? He doesn't shoot many. He doesn't need to. And this is what I'm saying. With that explosiveness um, and, and ability with his first step, which in my opinion, he's got probably the first, uh, the, the best first step uh, in the NBA. The, the most explosive. It's unbelievable. He definitely, definitely has the most explosive. That's for sure. Uh, and then... Uh, Julius Randle had 44-9-5 and five yesterday. I know the Joker also dominated today. Uh, yeah. He's been playing In the really, loss. really well. Yeah, that, so. that, that Denver team needs to start picking it up, um, you know, and, and helping him out because he's doing a lot, um, oh. but they're not winning games. So um, something's got to change. Uh, they they need to figure it out. It can't, it's it's not uh, Jokic's fault. He's keeping them in games. Uh, they were down. 100%. They were down at times. Uh, you know, twelve, fifteen points today against uh, the Celtics, um, and Jokic kept them in the game. Uh, got them going, and then you know they got it back. You know, close, uh, but then uh, Boston were too strong in the fourth. So um, yeah, it's 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 chugging along nicely. Um, you know, any team stand out to you there, Doma, that is in the standings there that, that you think, oh, yeah. um, you know, you, look, you got Charlotte, uh, LaMelo. There, there, is, there, is, uh, there is one team, but it's not a fringe team. Here we go. All right, because we saw it yesterday, and we've been saying it for a very long time, all right, because we, we said it about the bubble, and we were wrong. We are wrong in the bubble, and that's fine. But we said the season before that the Philadelphia 76ers were a ball roll away from making the finals. And yesterday, you know, I know they lost against Utah and Clarkson dropped 40, uh, whatever. But they lost no Embiid. They kept it close. And for everyone that just keeps bagging Ben Simmons, I understand if you had a jump shot. Everyone said, oh, he needs to be a perimeter shooter. Well, I understand. Maybe a good inside jump shot would be helpful to his game. You could show it just showed how easily he scored the basketball. Yeah, his ability to draw fouls yesterday in the game was unbelievable. Uh, watched a bit of the second half. I think he put up in twenty points in the second half. Um, he dominated. Yeah. So they had no Embiid, and they push Utah right to the to the wire. Utah, credit to them, are very very good at the moment. They're playing some great basketball. Basketball that they strung together probably two seasons ago where I think Quinn Snyder was his first year or second year at the ball club and they just looked really good. Uh, great defense. They could score the ball. Uh, obviously, Donovan Mitchell's coming into his own now. We did mention that last week on the pod ever since Shaq <laughs> bagged him. He's uh, really come into his own. He's really improved his game. Stepped it up. So, watch them. But my, my pick is still Philly. I think they're very good and they're starting to work it out. They've got, obviously, a coach, a different coach, which is in, 
implementing his system in Doc Rivers. And they're just playing great basketball. And when Embiid gets back, we know he's been dominating. He's just a bully. And he's our modern era version of Shaquille O'Neal. So, I don't know. Watch this space with them. With a jump shot. Yeah. So, last thing I did want to touch on, Source, before I get to the league leaders. Now, people are probably sick of us talking about LeBron James and his status all-time and post-career where he's going to be. And that's fine. I don't care about um, Jordan's better than LeBron. and It's a difference of opinion. And it's always going to get people talking. But the thing I don't like is when the media single-handedly, single-handedly sorry, are writing off LeBron and his legacy of ever catching Jordan. Ever. This is the thing. I was listening to a game the other day uh, on League Pass. And they were talking about like, oh, you know, LeBron's got a lot to do if he's going to catch uh, Jordan. And I was listening to a podcast and like, even if you win seven, you won't catch Jordan. Blah, 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 blah. Just remember. Yeah. I just want to point out a very, very similar comparison. All right. We're not considering most rings. All right. For basketball. Clearly. Because Bill Russell has the most. And Robert Horry, I think, has got seven. I know he's not Jordan, but what I'm saying is rings-wise. Do you understand? Like, in terms of accumulation of rings. And we never considered Bill Russell at all to be the GOAT and better than Jordan. Ever. Because you always put Wilt ahead of Bill Russell and Kareem. So, he's not even in the talk. But my whole thing is, like, it's the same thing with everything. You can say things, but you need to do your research into not just facts, and, st- and stats and, th- and, and arguments and uh, things to support your argument, sorry. But also, look at other sports and their GOAT discussion as well. Sometimes that's also an indicator of, could this happen in basketball? Oh, no, it's not similar. You know what I mean? Well, I'm comparing it to football, right? The NFL had Tom Brady and Joe Montana. Now, Joe Montana was four from four. Never lost. All right? Brady got to five championships, and everyone still said, no, nah, he's still not better than Montana. I was like, okay. You go to basketball, Jordan six for six. What I'm trying to say is perfection does not mean you are the GOAT. Because we go to football now, and Brady's got seven, and he's undoubtedly the GOAT now. But what I'm trying to say is he had to win seven to be better than Montana. I said this uh, last week when we recapped the Super Bowl. He was better than Montana after he won his sixth. Potentially even after he won his fifth, he was better than Montana and the GOAT of quarterbacks. So what's the difference between LeBron and Jordan? What Everyone's like, oh, even if you uh, LeBron wins more. Um, he's got four. If he wins this year, he's got five. I'm not saying he is going to win, but he's got five. Jordan won his sixth at 36 at the same age as what LeBron is now. But LeBron's probably going to play for another four years. And if he ring collects, and even if he doesn't ring collect and he's got four titles, what's the difference if LeBron's got four like Montana had four? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. Brady, Brady surpassed perfection at four, 
But even at perfection at four and four, he was better than Brady when Brady had six. Oh, so what's the difference of LeBron having four? We've had this discussion before, Dom. Oh, so I'm, I'm well, letting you no, get I'm your point across. But no. I agree with you. But you never you never change the mentality of these of of these no. people. Oh, in my opinion, it's about just appreciating what you're seeing because you never yeah, know when you're going to get a player come come along that good again, right? Um, it's just like the same with soccer, um, you know, and and how blessed we are to still be seeing to uh, Ronaldo and, and 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 Messi, even even though uh, he he could cop and a whack Mbappe. today. Uh, but you know, the new goats are coming up, Mbappe and Harlan's one to to, to look yeah, towards. Um, so, you know. You you got to look towards the future as well. So no, um, exactly, I completely agree. But my whole thing is like they keep dinging his legacy as if that's it, he's done. And and I think it came up because LeBron said after he came back from three one down against the Warriors that he thought of himself as the goat, and he told players like teammates that he was the goat. And people were like, you can't do this. Blah, blah, blah. But what's the difference between Jordan saying I'm the best player in the world? And verbally, like putting it out there and saying, "I'm the best. You got to beat me if you want to be crowned king." Literally, I just don't. I, I don't know. Maybe I understand what you're saying. It's a flawed argument because everyone's got their mind made up already. But what I'm trying to say is, you're talking about it now. Even if LeBron, he's got to win six, Thomas. He's got to win six, yeah, but, mate. Source. But even if he doesn't win six, he still becomes the leader in every other stat in terms of like most points scored. He's already the most point in the playoffs in the history of the game already and what's to say he doesn't play in the playoffs for the next four years he potentially could get 10,000 points or 9,000 points just playoff points and as you know playoff points don't even count towards your all-time points because that's just regular season stuff the Kareem stuff and I did a comp and it worked out that LeBron was only like 2,000 points behind Kareem if you, in all time, if you combine Kareem's playoff points and his regular season points and LeBron's career points and playoff points. It was only like 2,000 behind, not 3,000 like he is Why now. Why the fuck don't playoff points count? No, they don't. It's, it's all time regular season. What the fuck bullshit's that? Yeah. Points are points. So, Do you play the game or not? So there you go. She's only 2,000 behind. I'm pretty sure it was 2,000. Last time I did the calc, and that was ages stand, ago. Stand when we did to be Le- corrected. Le- 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 yeah, well, fuck. Someone <laughs> correct me there. I'd love to be corrected. Anyway, I just wanted to put that pet, pet peeve out there, and it pissed me off. And I agree with you, Source, completely. My whole thing's like, just enjoy LeBron. Why are we already summing up his career when he's still playing? You should just be enjoying him. Stop overanalyzing and critiquing him. And like, who cares if he never wins again or if he loses five more times in the finals? Who cares? He still accomplished so much in the game. That's beyond belief and beyond any other player. Like, he stopped some players from winning titles. Like, you think about it. Yeah, it's true. So... You're not wrong. I understand. You're not wrong. Yeah. Hey, uh, you but, know, you gotta, don't got to preach to me, Dom. But we can have this discussion. Um, and um, look, you know, yeah, those those people, that's their mind made up, mate. It's, you, you can't change some people. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, let the kid from Akron keep proving people wrong. So that's all I say. I completely agree. All right, let's get to the league leaders before I freaking blow my top off. All right, Bradley Bill, 33.1 leads the league. The get him in the All-Star game, Dommer. 
Yeah, I agree. The Chef, 30.1. Embiid, 29.6. Lillard, 29.2. Luca, 29.1. The Rebounds, Clint Capella, 14. Drummond, 13.5. Gobert, 13.2. Aiton, 12.3. Jokic, 11.5. And then the Assists, Harden, 11.3. Luca the Don, 9.4. Westbrook, 9.4. Trey Young, 9.3. And Jokic, 8.7. Whoops. And the blocks, Turner, three and a half, Gobert, 2.8, Clint Capella, 2.2, Boucher, two, Nerlens Noel from the Knicks, two. So there's your league leaders. Now, Source, I don't know if you want to get into it, but I think we might. You know, we've got a little bit of time. We, we actually got through that very quickly. Let's talk about your all-star selections compared to my all-star selection. Because I know you deliberately, I'm going to just tell the double coverage family, I know that you deliberately selected someone in here just to fucking piss me off. <laughs> I know the way you work. I-, I looked at your team and I went, oh, let's look at the East. Yep, Bill. Yep. Tate. Oh, sorry, let's look at the West first. Sorry, it's like James. Yep, both got James. Jokic, yep, both got Jokic. Zion, yep. Curry, yep. The only difference was I went Luca the Don and you went SGA. So why did you go SGA? Well, I went SGA and I, and I said this on the IG. Um, you know, let's be honest. Luca the Don's a shoe-in. Um so I just gave some love to my boy SGA. I got a few of his cards. So I want to get him, see him in the All-Star game because he's been given the responsibility of leading that team this season. And, um, you know, you can see the difference. They got absolute. I mean, they won one of their last three games, but, you know, they've gotten slapped in the other two games, which, you know, he hasn't played his last three games. And he, he's elevated his stats, uh, averaging 24 points a game. And he's shown that he can actually lead a team. Obviously, that team's young. But at the end of the day... I think he could definitely make the bench for sure. Definitely. Now, in the East, right, I, I, I'm not saying that it's it's a wrong pick. You can argue this pick compared to my pick, but you did it because you pissed me to piss me off. I know why you do things, as I said. So we both went Bill, both went Giannis, both went Embiid. Now, ladies and gents, you would not believe what I'm about to tell you, but he picked Tatum because he, he completely overlooked... His own boy, Sabonis, first and foremost. Yes, yes. Hey, I'll agree with that. I, I for, I, to be honest, I shouldn't have put Tatum. I should have put Sabonis, but I'd already sent, I'd already made it. So I was like, stuff it. It's gonna have to stay. The, I so, would have put Sabonis. Yeah, it's alright. It's it, it's it's there now. You submitted it. That's what you put. That's on record. It's on Instagram, so it must be uh, factually correct. Uh, oh. And then the last spot, just to you know. You know, dig into me a bit. I went Levine because I thought Levine's had a great season, which is fair enough. But you can argue this. But I knew you put this person in here because you wanted to argue it to me again on the podcast. So everyone could hear you say to me again, he's having a career year, Dom. You said this, 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 this. But he's playing really well. So you picked Brown. So I'm going to sit here and for probably the next minute and a half, I want you to tell me, why did you pick him, Sauce? Doma. He's... He... Hey, at the end of the day, out of the two guys, and when I looked at these two guys earlier on in their career when they had that that, that run um, in Tatum's rookie year, they had a deep run in the playoffs, um, and I was like, oh, these guys, you know, they're very similar parts of the career. And I actually leaned to Jalen Brown. Um, and, you know, he's just showing me that he, he can elevate his game to the next level. And... 
he's been more healthier than, than, than Tatum. So he obviously definitely deserves out of those two to be there. Um, for the record, I would still pick Sabonis over Tatum. So, um, but yeah, he, 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 look, he's just, just he's just say, playing just well. Say, he's just playing just well. Say, he's, just say Dom is having a career. He is, just say he's, it. He's having a career say today. It. He had twenty-seven points. Twenty-seven yeah. points. He's averaging twenty-six. You can probably get that up to twenty-seven on the year. I'm never gonna. That's good. That, that's that's very good. I'm actually just watching. I'm just watching the Arsenal highlights as as I speak to you. Uh, a four-two. 4-2 demolition of Leeds United. Well, speaking of Arsenal, that's all we've got for basketball. And now we will move on to the EPL. Ah, now, what a segue! Mate, you're just a professional. <laughs> mate. Mate, we don't need producers on this show. We are the producers. <laughs> so, first up, we had Leicester versus Liverpool in what was a 3-1 smacking of the Reds. Now, Leicester played very well in this. Uh, got the job done. They have been smashed by injury. Liverpool, they've been devastated by injury. So, they're not looking good. They're pretty much, let's be honest, they're done and dusted when it comes to winning the It's all about the Champions title. League. Yeah, it's all about Champions League, correct. So, that's where they'll turn their focus uh, at the moment. So, yeah, that, Leicester is now in third spot, equal with United. Uh, goal difference is the only thing that separates them. It's only three goals a diff there. So, as you know, United just stinking up the place at the moment. But uh, next up, we had Crystal Palace lost to Burnley 3 uh, 0. Then Man City beat Tottenham 3 0. Now, Man City, as we, we said the last couple of weeks, they are just rolling along a very nice. They are home. Let's be realistic. They are seven points clear of United in second with a game in hand and 13 goals clear in uh, goal difference. So. Unless they are, as they say, shit the bed, there is no chance anyone is catching them. No chance. Uh, so they're pretty much home. Villa and Brighton drew nil all. Southampton lost to the Wolves 2-1. Uh, United 1-1 with West Brom. What's happened to your boys, Dom? I'm looking at Mate, their last five. One, one win in the last the five, three, three draws and one loss. Mate, there was one of the greatest saves of all time by uh, the West Brom... Uh, keeper on a Harry Maguire header, I'm pretty sure. It was like one of it was an all time save. Pretty much saved them from losing the game. So I don't know. We're just I don't know. I've got no words to explain it. I, I genuinely don't thought. I've got nothing to say. Did he we tip it onto the post, did he? Yeah, I think so. That's the one. Oh yeah. wow we that was a cracking save. Yeah, we just we just been horrendous. Uh I've got nothing else to say on him. I think I'm on the verge of going back to where we started with my squad. They may... Look, you've made improvements on, on last season. Yeah, they have. But, Sauce, to win the title, you've got to, be, you've got to have consistency. Correct? Sustained success, as you like to say. Sustained success makes you a champion. So, we'll see what happens against Newcastle this week. If they lose to Newcastle... I may not be calling a Manchester United on the show next week. Um, look, they could be back to uh, you know what. So, not going to go there. But if you got any comments on this game, if not, I'm going to move on to a more positive note. Uh, your game. Yeah, I I do have a comment, Doma. Oh, right. I hate sticking onto United and having to. No, well, uh, this is my comment, right? I'm looking at go. this. I'm looking at this, right? Hang on, let no, me get let not. me get this back up. 
let me get this back up because you know nothing can hide away here. We've got the got the our favourite sites now. I'm looking at the city R, right? And, and there's a team that's in the city R at the moment um, that's sitting on top, and they they've got a, a player on their squad that once played for Manchester United, and I still Which... to this day don't understand why you traded him away. Because I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, he's sure. probably you know you're not really going to find many be better strikers than that uh, in the world. Uh, to be honest, unless you go to the to to the top top, he's um, literally the younger version of like a Cavani, and he's big and strong and built like a brick shit house. He's a strong guy. He's exactly the type of striker. Well, Tom, we I'm looking at his stats. He scored 16 goals this season in the Serie A, and um, last time I checked, Inter Milan is sitting on top uh, of the league, uh, a league absolutely dominated by Juventus the last seven seasons, uh, and there Juventus are sitting in uh, you know fourth position. Yeah. So six they points, yeah. uh, eight points behind. Sorry, um, so, my boys are second Milan, yeah. but we lost. We lost the Spezia. The, but how the, good is it seeing the Milan teams back on top? Just honorable yeah. mention to the city are. Um, oh, an honorable mention, as I might, I might say, uh, I don't know if I said it to you, Source, but I did say it to a fellow uh, listener of the double coverage family, part of the, yeah, the, the podcast family. I did say preset, because we don't cover CDR much. We probably should start covering CDR. But I said Inter was going to win the league. Maybe I've gone a bit early, like now, but they're in a good spot. But I called it preseason. They pushed Juventus to the brink last season. And they're just back to playing as good as what they were. Now, if you can get... Before you mention who the person is, I think everyone's already worked out who it is. Can you get his stats from last season and tell everyone how many goals he kicked last year as well? Because it, it's literally... It, it pains me as a Manchester United fan for the fact that how many goals he kicked last year as well in this ADR. I'm pretty sure he was second to Ronaldo for most goals scored. Uh, I think... What's this? Second or 23 third? goals. That's in the Serie A, ladies and gentlemen. 36 games, 23 goals. That's very, very good for Serie A. Very good. It's a more defensive league. Unbelievable. Uh, the person that Source is talking about is, of course, the one and only Belgian superstar, Romeo Lukaku. I still don't know, Dama. Why? Why? Why did you get rid of him? He's built for the Premier League. The Premier League. He's built for the Premier League. How big he is, the unit. Like, we're seeing how those, um, you know, African-born. He's Belgian, but he was, you know, probably yeah, heritage is from Africa somewhere. Yeah. Um, we've seen how they can, you know, dominate in the Premier League. Uh, you know, I'll just look back no further than, than Didier Drogba. What a gun he was. Drogba, even um, Adebayo dominated... At, at a point in time there. Yes, the yes. He killed it. Uh, there'd be a whole heap of them. Uh, Nicholas Anelka is another yes, guy. Yes, Anelka, yes. Mate, there's been so many great like African uh, heritage players to go through the Premier League, and they just dominate because they're so skillful, so big, and so strong. Exactly right. And they right. can dictate the game. And you like it's it's just frustrating. I'm with you. But he, he was he's still young, you know. What you traded him? Maybe he's 25, 26. You know, guys don't hit the peak of their career sometimes till 27, 28. Then they have four, five cracking good years. 
uh, where he could have potentially gone on and, you know, maybe clocked 30 goals one season or two. Who knows? I reckon he, I reckon he could have. Um, but it's a missed opportunity that we lost. Uh, I think we lost to Judo Jose Mourinho. He was the coach at the time. The shit happens. Like, we move on with it. We're playing pretty well now, but he would have been a very handy player to have. Then instead of relying on a Cavani, which is probably going to stick around for this season, maybe end of next season, and then that's it. So Benny, Benny uh, said on, on the on the chat, uh, Inter on top because they play plumbers and carpenters in the Europa League. They don't have the UEFA Champions League to worry about. Oh, here we go. Mate, have a look at your depth on your squad. You can't blame that. Oh, look at the other comment in there. We'll get that to Hobby Talk, actually. We'll save that comment from our friends at Cherry Collectibles. Uh, that's right. I agree with him. We'll get to that when we get to Hobby Talk, because rightly so, Source deserves all the clout he can get based off his Saucy Smokies. <laughs> let's just put it that way. Uh, 100%. He's been on it since day dot. But let's let's move on with these. Uh, Arsenal beat Leeds 4-2. Great victory. Aubameyang had a hat-trick in this one. Um, fantastic performance. You look good. You look the goods in this one. Yeah, look, Doma, all I can it's hope for, as I can say, it's just that consistency. We're lacking it. You know, it wasn't there at the start of the season. And obviously, you can't do that to have a chance. But, um, you know, wh- where we sit, no, I, I had I had the table up. But uh, see, it seems to have escaped me. Let me ten, ten, where ten. we are. We're 10th, right? Uh, sitting on 34 points. Um, Tottenham's two points above us so yeah i can't believe that either we can yeah. we can finish on top of tottenham mate i i, I reckon I, you'll go look, higher than that mate i reckon you'll be in a very good position oh uh, we, we might sneak into the playoff for europa league maybe maybe i reckon you could i reckon you'll finish in that top eight section of the table but so. you know what I'd actually rather us not make Europa League, so we just got one league to focus on next year, and hopefully we can piece it together and have a good run at it. Um, yeah, fair call, fair call. So man. I completely agree. Uh, uh, next, next up we had yeah. Everton lose in a Fulham two nil, which is another upset. West Ham smack Sheffield three nil. Chelsea beat Newcastle two nil. Uh, the latter, as it stands, Man City on top, United second. Leicester equal with United on 46 points in third. Chelsea fourth. West Ham fifth. Liverpool sixth. Everton seventh. Villa eighth. Spurs ninth. Arsenal tenth. Leeds eleventh. Wolves twelfth. Southampton thirteenth. Palace fourteenth. Brighton fifteenth. Burnley sixteenth. Newcastle seventeenth. Fulham eighteenth. West Brom nineteenth. And Sheffield are done and dusted. Bottom of the table. Uh, Following games before next week's podcast... Brighton versus, oh, sorry, Villa versus Leicester, Arsenal versus City. That's a tough one coming up for you. Man United versus Newcastle, Brighton Palace, and Leeds versus Southampton. Very nice. All right, well, we smashed through that. Well, we've got Champions League that we're going to just rattle off really quickly. Uh, Leipzig were defeated by Liverpool 2-0 this morning, and PSG gave a grand old-fashioned slappage to Barcelona, beating them 4-1. The upcoming games tomorrow are FC Porto versus Juventus and Sevilla versus Dortmund. We'll cover those other games fixture for next week on next week's podcast. But a few comments on any of these Champions League games. Uh, yes, watch the uh, uh, the PSG versus Barcelona game this morning. And uh, let's just say Mbappe is a gun. Uh, every oh, time he got on the ball... Something positive happened. Obviously scored a hat-trick. 
unbelievable game. Like just, just you know, the, the sort of stuff that you that you'd see from Ronaldo in his early days. And I don't want to compare him to Ronaldo, but you know, oh, you can compare him to Ronaldo. You know, you would want to compare someone of Mbappe's class to the goat, the greatest player to ever well, play. That, that, Ronaldo. That's what you want to compare. Exactly, him to. mate. Good, like good comparison source. I like. Uh, that. He's he's yeah. got the he's got the pace. He's got the footwork. He's got the trickery. Uh, you know, he, he's he's. He's got it all. He's just all round gun and a pleasant pleasure to watch. And he's just going to be one of those players that uh, every time he's fit, you want to see him play. And uh, hopefully one day we can get back over to Europe. He'll be around a bit longer. I wouldn't mind going. To, I've been I've been to the stadium once before, uh, PSG's home ground, and seen uh, back when they had uh, Zlatan and Cavani, and I went to a game. And let me tell you, it was off its absolute rocker. Um, I'd love to go back to another one. Bloody earth. Uh, I got no comments for that game. I might talk about it a bit later on in the show. But anyway, uh, we'll move on. UFC is up next. What a card we had. Uh, some great fights on this card. Saucy would definitely run through it. Uh, the main event for this was Kamara Usman versus Burns. Uh, and as Source called him last week, Snoozman. But I think when he reviews this fight, there was no snoozing in there this one. There was no snoozing, Saucy. let me tell you. All right, we'll run over the main card as we usually do, Domo. We'll get, run it back. Uh, we had the middleweight division, Julian Marquez defeating Mackie Pitolo in uh, submission in the third round. Featherweight division, Ricky Simon uh, defeated Brian Keller, uh, third round decision. And then the middleweight division, uh, Calvin Gastelin defeated Ian Heinrich uh, uh, in a third round decision. So a good comeback win for Gastelum. Um Women flyweight division, you had uh, Alexa Grasso uh, defeated Macy Barber. Watch this fight. Uh, Grasso absolutely uh, laid on the punches. Let me tell you, her hand and work. Uh, the great man DC commented on it on the uh, the, the Ariel and uh, DC show. Um, and yeah, can't agree more. Let me just tell you, I wouldn't be want to be facing across the octagon from her. Um, and welterweight division, the main event. Kamara Usman defeated Gilbert Burns with a KO. And, well, let me tell you, I called him Snoozman last week, and he's renowned for just being a boring fighter, but there was no nothing boring about this fight. This fight was nuts. Uh, Gilbert Burns, credit to him, just kept coming forward, but Usman's striking in this fight was unbelievable. The, the, he switched up his stance, you know, went from, from, from the standard... Uh, uh, right hand uh, stance and then switched it up to the southpaw stance uh, and then he was just throwing jabs down the middle. The amount of jabs down the middle he just landed straight on the button. By the end, just have a look at Gilbert Burns' nose. It is absolutely buckled. Um, and he just, just kept landing that jab and that you know, after a while you keep landing that jab um, you know, even though probably the power's not getting as much, because it's landing so consistently, every single one it just feels like a you know, a heavy blow, and then he was able to just, you know, wear him down and then lay it in to him uh, and, and get the, the the critical strike that, uh, you know, sent him lights out. And, um, you know, I, I said it to you, Dom, after this, I was like, man, I, I'm, I'm, you know, Usman, 13 fights in a row. Uh, he's defended his title, what, five, six times, I think. I stand to be correct on that point, but... You know, another few title defenses gets up to that, you know, six, seven. You know, now would be a good time to, to 
you know, I don't know if anyone out there who's listening to this and knows anything about UFC cards, right? We've seen a bit of a boom, obviously, in Connor's cards um, and, and some other things. If you know what his rookie card is, let me know, please. His first series of card, Kamara Usman. DM me at Sources Collectibles or at DBL Coverage underscore on Instagram. Um, you can also find us on Twitter. Um, and let me know because I would like to figure that out. And, and I'm trying to do a bit more research. just that I haven't had the time to go back through the sets and everything. So if someone knows more than me, that I'd, I'd love to know. Because um, I wouldn't mind buying uh, one of his rookie cards. Because, you know, just see if he gets up to that, close to that 10 title defenses. And, uh, like, I look at everyone in that um, division, Doma. No one can beat him. 100%. Now, post-fight... Um, don't, don't tell me you're going to bring this up. I'm going to bring it up. Uh, Do you think it's going to happen or it's not going to happen? No, it's not going to happen. And Kamara Usman, you're an absolute, you know, I was, you you were very, very close to, to gaining that coveted, absolute coveted, uh, uh, prestigious award of uh, Lemon of the Week this week for those comments. Uh, but I thought against it. But, you know, you can call out who you want to call out, but calling out a guy who's 40 years old and way past his prime, um, what does that prove? What does that prove? You're in your prime. Um, you, you, you know, it's just what about? It's just ridiculous. What about Masvidal? I would like to see that fight again. And uh, uh, look, yeah, there's some people out there don't really want to see him fight Masvidal again, but I would like to see. Uh, Masvidal can keep it as a striking game and see what he could potentially do. Um, look, I'm always entertained to see Masvidal fight because you never know what can happen. But, um, you know, he hasn't been good his last few. So if he does get a title shot, man, even though I don't think he really deserves it, but, you know, good luck to him. Good luck to him. I would still uh, watch the fight. Yeah, definitely. We've got a card this week. We do have a card this week, Domo. Oh, let's give us a rundown. Oh, and we, we will go. move on. Sunday, uh, kicking off this Sunday, the main card from 12 p.m. Obviously, we've also got the prelim card uh, for people who are living in uh, uh, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, card kicking off at 8.30 a.m. on Sunday. Prelim card. Uh, main card will run that through. Middleweight division, Phil Hawes versus Nazardin Imavov. And then heavyweight division, Aleski Olenik versus Chris Dacos. Featherweight division, Charles Rosa versus Derek Mina. Uh, women ban- bantamweight division, Kelton Vieira versus Yana Kuznitskia. And then the heavyweight division, the main event. Let's go. Let's go. Heavyweight. Let main go. division. Curtis Here Blades. Here we go. Versus Hot Balls himself. Derek <laughs> The big man, Lewis. Let's go. Let's Our boy, Doma, tune in Our this boy. Sunday. Derek Lewis, baby. He's back. Our boy is back, and we're so excited. We are so excited. Hot balls himself. He's going to come out and just try and get another win. we just got to get him back up there so then he can fight for the title. Come That's on, Derek. Want. Come on. We this, want big Derek. This Sunday. Tune in. UFC Fight Night, Blades versus Lewis. That's it, mate. Very nice. All right. Let's move on now to the most coveted and prestigious award that can be bestowed upon anybody 
in the sports entertainment and sports trading card hobby sector. And that is, of course, if you if you don't know what it is, ladies and gents, and you're new to this podcast, you you do want to receive this. You want it. Or maybe you don't want it. But we like giving it out. It is the lemon of the week. Now, <laughs> sauce. We, we had... A, there hasn't been too many... <sighs> Le Mans this week, next to none. But I saw something, you know, this morning, and we discussed it. And we, we like, as we always do before this podcast, we run things past each other. And Saw said, "Surely, Dom, you cannot go with this." Like I understand, it is the most Le Mans. It, it is a Le Mans act, and he deserves to get it. But Saw said, "You can't run with this." And as I said at the top of the show, I could become by the end of this podcast the most hated co-host. On this show, I reckon. I, just, Saucy, Saucy, I warned him, but you Saucy know, definitely the outright favorite probably now already. But I'm not winning any brownie points with any listeners or any viewers it out there. Doesn't bother anyway, me, Don, because I, I, now, I, I watched, I watched it, I watched it, I, and I, I, I semi agree with you. Yeah, but you're not going to put it out there because you're not. You're just going to say "lamb on" and that's it. You're going to wash your hands with it. I'm the one that. Anyway, I'm just going to put it out here and. People are going to probably enjoy this because, you know, I love the GOAT, Ronaldo. So, if you're a Ronaldo fan, you're going to love every second of this. So, I tuned in this morning. I get a message, all right? I'll set up the story for you. Look at my phone. I'm in bed and I go, oh, shit, source message. Oh, you're watching Champions League. I said, fuck, I forgot to get up. So, I quickly get up. Tune in. 58th minute, PSG versus Barcelona, right? Sit it down. Got it up on my stand. Well, I just rested it on me, uh, neutral bullet, mate. <laughs> That's my stand. Had me coffee. Yep, just watching. I'm like, what is happening? This is an ultimate capitulation. Mbappe, probably the baby goat, as we can call him at the moment, yep. of footballing world, is putting on a clinic. I may have potentially wrote in this group to Source and a couple other uh, other people that... I wouldn't write off Barcelona. They were 2-1 down at the time. And then they went 3-1 down. And I said, I wouldn't write off a team that has a top six all-time player on their side. <laughs> this person did score for Barcelona, Barcelona, mind you. But what I saw from the moment they were down and out, which was 3-1 down in like the 68th minute to the end of the game, and as Source filled me in, because I didn't get a chance to watch at the beginning... Besides him scoring the goal, he was putrid. Mister, I've checked out of Barcelona. Mister, I'm top six of all time. Mister, proclaimed greatest player of all time when he's not even better than another countryman in Maradona. He's not even better than him, so I don't know how he's the GOAT. I'm talking about Lionel, shit the bed, Messi. He was dreadful. Oh. Now, Sauce. He was absolutely dreadful. I was watching his mannerisms. He, he, was, he was not interested at all. He wasn't. He wasn't, Dom. And I, look, I'll, I, I agree with you. He, he was very average today. And even up before, uh, obviously, they went down. Uh, and then he just, you know, submitted. He tapped out. He tapped out. Um, I can't believe that on our socials, there's going to be an IGTV cover photo 
with Lionel Messi with a Le Mans on his head. I'm not going to say I'm not disappointed. I'm actually pretty excited to see it. But Sauce, without further ado, on behalf of the Double Coverage podcast and its family, Lionel Messi would like to congratulate you on becoming this week's very own Lemon! Thank you, Leo. Uh, the sooner you get out of there, the better it is probably for that club and probably for you. Uh, if anyone talks about anybody having their legacy dinged at the moment, it is Leo Messi because he's been subpar. He still kicks goals. You can kick goals. That's Anyone can kick goals, mate, with that, that amount of talent. But it's the way you lead your team on the field and it's non-existent at the moment. So... Uh, all yep. the best, Leo. Pull your head in, and you're now a candidate for Le Mans of the Year when we put all the, the entries in it <laughs> towards the end of 2021. So that's Le Mans of the Week. I'm probably the most hated person now, Sauce, but it's okay. You know, I'll take that title. Shit happens. Anyway, let's get to Hobby Talk where a few more divisive things have happened, but an awesome thing's also happened uh, this week. Happened today, and as we like to say, uh, good things always happen on a Wednesday in this hobby when we're about to go on air and do a podcast. There's always something good, but we will start with a few things before we get into the news of the day. Now, this is just a shout out to great content creators, anyway, like just everywhere within this hobby, whether you're here in Australia, overseas, anywhere in the world. Um, I think that nostalgia and joy is slowly coming back into the hobby. It never left. I'm not saying it was gone, but it's starting to become more of the focus now. I think, I was saying this to, to Saucy, but I think we lost a bit of that identity and that joy and that connection with others as we did because we got pretty defensive when flippers and all these different people came into the hobby and people put up their wall and they got really defensive and they're like, oh, you know, why is this content creator out here making fun of this? And they didn't understand the comedy and just, I don't know, the wits about these people creating content there. They didn't understand the flipper game. And it was all new to so many people that were around and they didn't want to like progress with with the times, I guess, with the hobby. But I think everyone's got their defined role now, Source. And I just want to say a massive shout out to everyone in the hobby, just breakers, content creators, uh, flippers, everyone doing the right thing, but it's also um, bringing back that passion and joy that once was what basketball card collecting was and sports trading cards or just trading cards in general. So obviously there's a few gray areas which we will get to, but I just wanted to start it off on a on a good note. Positive note, this, Tom, this I like yeah, it. Yeah, positive like note. It. After you, we go in and hammer probably one group of people in about uh, five minutes' time. So, yeah, massive uh, thanks to all those people. Now, I want you to touch on this one, Source. Growth of the hobby in Australia. eBay figures came out. They're up. It's up 379%. You know, and how much more clearer do I need to make it to when I, when I speak to people from overseas and see the opportunity that there is? Um, you know, if you imagine you had a grading site in Australia um, and, then, you know, people didn't have to wait, send stuff and wait six to eight months maybe more even to get it back. I mean, I'm waiting for BGS from July. Um, what are we? Feb. It's pretty bad. 
don't know. Um, I just, I mean, I, we knew this, Doma. We knew this. Um, obviously, we, we've, you know, we started this podcast in, in the heat of COVID, and you know, I, I was in the uh, Facebook groups and that, and I seen, you know, during obviously when people had lockdowns and whatever, um, you know, the, the Facebook groups were really, you know, on fire. Um, you know, sales after sale after sale. Um, you know, people buying, selling, and um, you know, it hasn't slowed down. All the groups have, have started up. Um, there's a few more now, even that I've you know found and joined, and a few more micro groups within the hobby. There's a whole group just dedicated to us, people who collect Michael Jordan that live in Australia, and and um, you know, I. It's it, you know it, it's it's becoming its own thing you know um, obviously all these people have have this in common um, so it's just you know the growth on on the social aspects growing the growth on the, obviously the eBay's growing so um, you know pe- people uh, I keep trying to say to people it was um, it was coming like it, it was going this way um, so. I th- and it's and you know we're seen by the box prices that are still getting sold out and breaks are still getting filled that there's a demand. Hundred percent, it's massive here, man. It's it's huge, and as we keep saying, the more and more it becomes popularized, um, I just think <laughs> more and more people are going to start coming out of the woodwork. And as you know, we've got a lot of underground collectors, and we said it so many times and we're going to keep saying it till we're on the record every week if we have to say it that there's so many underground collectors that are yet to even show what they've got and i think a lot of people like we're blown away here in australia because we see uh collections overseas but i think a lot of people are going to be blown away overseas when they see some of the people coming out in this country with some of the the collections that they have Kobe's jaw, like people are going to be blown away, completely blown away. So it's a what's this space. It's a big congratulations to people in the hobby here. And it's awesome that we do have a following like this and a following like this helps us to get on the map and it helps us with content creation, helps us with everything, buying, selling, uh, you name it. You name it. And perfect thing is a perfect plug here is for the Australian Trading Card Association. If you are part of that 379% growth, or even if you you were part of it before that growth, definitely jump on to their page. We will tag them in the description, but jump on their page and give them a follow. Yeah. And this is the perfect Facebook thing and for Instagram. Matt. This is perfect. This is what Matt wants to bring to meetings and be able to say to organizers, look, we've gone up 379% on the, in the market. We're the biggest globally in terms of growth on the eBay platform. How good's that? Like that's something, another positive note to literally. I love it. Honestly, for Australian collectors, it's awesome. I love it. I love it. Keep up the good work. And rolling on from that, Doma, rolling on from that, that positivity, obviously, we've had today. Um, you know, nothing better. Sent the message through this morning. Dom, I have a look at this. Um, you know, obviously, a few people have already talked about it, but we'll, we'll give it a mention on the Hobby Talk segment, of course. Um, Tom, without further ado, I'll switch it over. Yeah. He's got it ready this time. Bang. Yes. He's on the ball. As we said, I'm the on the ball. Mini overlay. Um, chuck it on the mini. 
And if you're watching on YouTube, I've got up an article uh, by uh, businesswire.com. Uh, the Churning Group invests $40 mil uh, million in growth capital in golden auctions, the leading collectibles and trading cards marketplace. Uh, nice picture of Ken Golden himself holding some absolute grails. Um, and, you know, you can read through the article and, and you can skip through it yourself. Um, I can even chuck uh, the article link in the YouTube description. So if uh, you are watching us on podcast, come find us on YouTube and subscribe. If you haven't subscribed on YouTube, we quick plug there. Give us a subscribe. Um, we'd like to get 100 subscribers on YouTube at some point. And read the article, find in the YouTube link, go through it. Um, the main thing that obviously stands out is the honorable uh, you know, investors that, that have uh, plugged for part of the 40 million, including Mark Cuban, Kevin Durant, Rich Kleeman, um, you know, there's a few other here. Which Logan Paul, Dwayne Logan Wade, Paul, Bill Watson, Simmons. So that's I just right. wanted to touch on that Mark quickly. Wahlberg, Dwayne Wade. Now, I know Sources got his uh, Cannes Film Festival video in the works in regards to some of the stuff he said about PSA. He just wanted to point out that disparity with favoritism over, um, over grading companies. Now, I've been in Clubhouse during the week. I've been, and every discussion ends with, oh, you should send that to PSA. Oh, you should send that to PSA. Blah, blah, blah. I've never heard him say, let's send it to BGS or CGC or CGS or HGA, to be honest. But what I wanted to just touch on is we need to correct this issue in the market very quickly. And the reason why I say this, Source, you may agree or you may not, or you may disagree with me. But, I just want to read off some of these people that have invested and I just want to I just want to point out to listeners and viewers how this is going to impact the market and how it could without them even marketing PSA could take them to another dimension in terms of popularity all right so hear me out here you might be like oh you it's a conspiracy theory it's not a conspiracy theory because I can guarantee you is people already in this circle that are already heavily using PSA and only PSA. So PSA, without even doing further marketing, potentially you could just kill off that grading sector. Timbaland, who's in music and entertainment. So he's got people that are musicians and uh, hip-hop artists, uh, singers. They're going to start coming into, into the hobby, all right? So music, take note of this. Music, number one. Mark Cuban, entrepreneurs and billionaires, very wealthy millionaires, Fortune 500 company owners, Fortune bloody whatever company owners, Mark Correct. Cuban. Bang. Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman. Now, I am actually uh, not going to put KD in the NBA circle of pushing cards out. All right? I'm going to put the next person that I'm going to say in that category. The reason why I say KD and Rich Kleiman, um, I don't know if people know the backstory about Kevin Durant and how savvy and smart he is with his manager, Rich Kleiman, when it comes to investments. Now, if you go do some digging and you find out some articles, and this is a credit to Kevin Durant, in Silicon Valley, when he was in uh, playing for Golden State, he made more money from his investments into companies than what he did on his actual contract and before he even got money from external like uh, endorsements. Yep. He made more money from his investments. So 
KD, as we saw, uh, what was it? Starstock? Yeah, Starstock. Yeah, right. Starstock. Rich Kleiman does not allow his client to invest in anything that is going to fail. It may fail. Golden auctions may take a dip, but he's not going to make his client invest his own well-earned money into something that he's going to lose his money in. And that's what we've been saying to you. People with money are not investing in a product to see it fail. Just remember that. Yeah. They don't want it to succeed so they make more money. That's how the world and reality works. So that's a business 101 lesson free. Compliment to me. So KD and Rich Kleiman are in there. Next one. This is the one that's going to push it out to uh, people in uh, the NBA circle. Dwayne Wade. Yep. And Bill Simmons. And if you want to tag Mark Wahlberg on there, because he's in with a lot of sports personalities, yeah, you can do that also. True. But Bill Simmons now, who used to be, uh, I heard, I don't know if you, Tom, or someone else told me, that Bill Simmons used to be on the board for tops, trading cards. Yeah, I believe. I believe. Yeah. He was on the board. Now, Bill Simmons has the has created, obviously, the podcasting network, The Ringer. Uh, and they've just recently introduced a podcasting, uh, uh, sorry, a podcasting show, a sports ca- a trading card podcast Correct. under the Ringer brand. Now, Bill Simmons, if you don't know who he is, ladies and gentlemen, Google him. He gains enough traction, enough, enough listens for him to say, oh, listen to this podcast on my podcasting network to get educated about cars, our cards. So now that's another avenue. So now it's getting broadcast radio-wise, show-wise, podcast-wise, like audio. There's audio out there and video. Now, the last one, uh, the last two. Now, the Sean Watson's come in. He's going to preach trading cards and all the and the way that you should collect and the way that you should grade and you should do all this stuff to NFL players now. He's a very respected player. And the last one, which we've said from the beginning... Uh, he's only in Pokemon at the moment that we know of. He may be into sports cards, but he's been pushing Pokemon more because that's his marketing avenue, really. And he's marketing on a platform in YouTube, which, as we said, has created cult followings. Yes. And you thought like people go, oh, well, people that follow Gary Vee are this and people that follow Gary Vee are that. If you have not followed a YouTube a YouTuber like people like PewDiePie and all these people, KSI. Correct. People will defend them to the ends of the earth, no matter what they do, no matter what. And whatever they put in front of you, product, place that they go to, car that they buy, ever or games that they play, or content that they create, people want to have that. Now, Logan Paul is the last one that's invested in this. This is a massive move for him uh, and a great move. Uh, He's in that, and now he's covering that whole YouTube content creation uh, segment of the hobby and getting those eyes on to trading cards. Now, if this isn't the greatest, like this is great for golden auctions, like fantastic. And if you read the article, it does mention in there that they want to incorporate technology to become better and more Which generally um, means that they're probably going to update their site, uh, which it does need an update, if you ask me. Which Which is absolutely awesome, and they're doing a fantastic job. Ken Golden and Golden Auctions are killing it. But this, as we keep saying, it does a full circle. All these people 
that I just mentioned to you have their own network. Now, if they educate their own network, which is practically all of society that want to get into the hobby, and all they know is PSA as the only is the be all and end all of grading, what do you think this is going to do to the value of cards in other slabs? Yeah, you might be able to just go get them for dirt cheap and then crack them and then slab them with PSA, but then the backlog at bloody four million, and you're telling me that Nat Turner doesn't know who doesn't uh, know Mark Cuban, and they aren't mates. Billionaires are friends with billionaires. It's the way it works. Like people have to wake up. They have to wake up. Your backlog in your card will still be delayed. It may not be 12 months. It might get down to like a seven-month delay. But once all these people from this network and industry come into the hobby, I'm pretty sure PSA is going to favor grading their cards first before yours. So then when they put it on their Instagram, more people are going to flood to the market and buy cards to send them to PSA. Correct. It's a horde thing. It's you really got to... Sheep. You just got to wake up a bit to that. Like, I'm not... And... And it's been proven with facts. It's been proven with fact, as we know, Doma, that, you know, the actual quality, what you're paying for is the actual quality of grading of what's behind the slab. And that is being proven by PSA to actually be very average. Um, So it's completely inflating the whole PSA brand, the whole PSA 10 market. Seriously inflated. Um, So that, that... that was my take on it, Source. I don't know. If, do you agree with that? I think you do, based on that last response. But but that's the way I looked at it. Like, it's a positive for the hobby. Fantastic, yeah? Like, awesome. But there's also precedents and things that we've created in the hobby now that are just going to get put, like, brought to the forefront of hobby talk and discussion of when these people come in, they're going to ask the Sean Watson, they're going to ask Bill Simmons, they're going to ask Wade, Logan Paul, Mark Cuban, uh, Mark Wahlberg, KD, Rich Kleiman. They're going to ask these people, oh, I've got this card. You know, I used to collect cards when I was a kid. I want to get it graded. It looks in good nick. Where do I send it? Oh, PSA. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say to you, to the listeners and the viewers. There's going to be like, they're not going to turn around and say, hey, listen, you know, you've got five grading companies to choose from. Which one do you want to send it to? They don't even have to save value of money. And people, these people probably don't even care about value of money because they make the money. They just want to slab their card. I don't know. It's that, That's just my take on it for that. I know I'm playing devil's advocate and it's like, yeah, well, you're taking the, the pessimistic view on an optimistic story. No, I'm taking the optimism in the optimistic story and praising it because it's freaking fantastic for the hobby. It's but, great. Look, but it's great. Also, but you, people, you need to be wary. You know, you need to be wary. Um, we don't tell you. Just, who's going to tell you? Oh. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, and the ridiculous thing is, you know, it's now like, you're literally seeing like, like people going, "Well, why wouldn't I send this to PSA because I can get more money for it?" So they'd send it to PSA. They send it to PSA just because you know by putting it in a PSA slab and getting a ten whacked on it, it's you know, increases the value from by another $1,000. So they're happy to send it in, and, and now pe- people will send, send stuff in on a five-day, um, you know, 65 bucks a card, 75 bucks a card, um, get it back within a month, and true. flip it. That's no, true. Uh, but 
it's as I said, it is first and foremost great for the hobby in terms of investing in golden auction. Uh, that just shows that the hobby is booming, absolutely booming. And uh, in terms of crashing by 2024, our mate Lamont there, I uh, don't think you're onto it. There's too many big people invested in this thing for it to crash. It will correct itself at some stage. It's not going to crash and literally 90% of people are going to be left holding the bag. It's, I don't think it's going to go down that track, but it will correct itself. So don't be surprised when uh, uh, prices of cards do dip in value. All right. Fan question time source. We've had we've got a couple here this week. This one is from Lewis underscore Neil. Uh, in regards to vintage Jordan cards, do you prefer to buy low pop, low grade, or high pop, high grade? I gave the tip out uh, a while back. Was uh, literally just buying PSA graded. Um, you know, as I said, unfortunately they're just easier to flip. But I'm buying PSA graded Jordan cards. Um, good action shots, obviously. Um, you know, inserts always help, but just good action shots. And just and just getting them because there was points in time if you just go back you know you could you know this 1990 Fleer base card that's popped off that's got a pop of ridiculous pop of like five thousand tens or something like that, um, and it's just like a sick action shot of him dunking the ball. At one point in time, you could have been buying PSA nines for like twenty five USD, and now those PSA nines you go have a look at they're doing well up over a hundred. Um, so it just, for me on Jordan, there's, there's opportunity everywhere. Um, obviously if I was to collect one Jordan Grail card, which, which I don't, you know, I just own some base Jordan stuff, um, graded Jordan stuff. I don't own any big, you know, Jordan uh, Grails. Um, but if I was to do that, I'd probably go, I'd, I'd just be looking for a rare card. It wouldn't even, it wouldn't even bother me at this point. Um, if it was even graded or whatever, you know, if it's a numbered Jordan insert, hell, like, I, I would get that. Um, like, it, I just don't think it matters. I think the demand for Michael Jordan in this hobby is that profound um, that, you know, buying something that's, you know, not his rookie and might even be, like, his 10th year in the league, but it's a numbered cool insert um, will always just hold value. Uh, just because there's a limited amount of them available. Um, and now with the demand in the hobby, it just seems to go be that everyone just wants any sort of cool-looking Jordan cards, and there's plenty out there. So um, you could have been, been buying base cards for dirt cheap, a dollar, two dollars, and you know, selling them for eight, six, seven, eight dollars now you know, for just an average base, okay. base card. So um, the opportunity in, in Jordan is just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I would go with numbered. Uh, just anything, anything numbered, dude. Um, obviously low pop and, and all those sort of things, they help, um, uh, with, it has a low pop, but I, I still think the demand is that much, even if the pop on a card is say a thousand on a 10 or, you know, 1500, as long as that card's a, a cool looking card, uh, it's doing a, a sick in-game action shot, um, stuff it, man, like it's Jordan. I just think there will always be a demand for that card. There will, you always find someone that will want to buy that card, um, especially in a 10. 100%. Um, 
I know there's a few people that with this uh, Fleer Jordan, for example, a lot of people due to price, uh, the price inflation on it, went and bought a lot of low, uh, low graded variants of this card. Uh, and then when it hit that 700k mark, they flipped them for a very, very nice profit. Um, because as we've always said, when a PSA 10 of a card goes up in value, everything follows verbatim, like down the scale from 9, 8.5, 8. Everything will get a price price jump. So I know a lot of people that did very well on stuff like that, which is which is good for them. But uh, as Saul said, you just go get, you can find some nice, great uh, graded uh, Jordans out there, very, very cheap, that if you really want, you can make 10, 15, 20 bucks extra on them if you want to flip. If not, keep it for your collection, uh, Lewis, uh, who put that, uh, this question to us. Uh, next up, Cards Vault. Super high-end cards being out of reach for most. What will happen to the ratio of PSA 9 and 10s? Repeat the question. Super high-end cards are being out of reach for most. Yeah. What will happen to the ratio of the PSA 9 and 10s? Well, I can tell you, they're not going to stop... Of the high-end cards? Yeah, they're not going to stop giving them out, so... Yeah, they know that... Well, it depends if the card's numbered and there's a limited amount, then yeah. But if it's like a, uh, a base card um, or a silver and there's still product out there, could go up. So, um, the price disparity between 9 and 10, it will just sort of stay the same. It's sort of like about 4X, 5X now, um, depending on the card. Um, but, yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, I will, we will put this out there again on the, on the wavelength, but I think once AI gets incorporated to most grading companies, well, in PSA, for example, as sources mentioned, that, uh, the ratio of nine and tens probably become less, but also the value of the 9 and 10s prior and, to those are going to decrease in value. And Dom, I'm, I'm like, I'll just put this out there because people need to seriously think of this because think about this, that this could happen. Um, in a stay and age, 21st century, where, as I said, you know, I've, I've, I've said this before, your planes fly themselves with technology and you've got freaking uh, Mr. Elon Musk trying to land rocket ships back from space into Earth. Um, and we're still grading a card by eye. It, it doesn't make sense when, we, when we've got the technology, we've got the scanners, we've got the you know the AI algorithms that can be built by uh, code uh, developers. Why wasn't this done earlier? Like this, this is how you get the integrity of grading to be of a higher standard, and the tens that are actually given out being worth, really, really worth a ten, you know. Um, and it just, and, and you know, now with so much more demand, if the tens are that easy to get, then it devalues the 10 in my opinion. Yeah. And it's, and all at the moment, what I think, I think the 10's inflated on PSA 10. I think it's, in, it's an inflated price with, uh, with their grading standards and then their lack of, uh, wanting to incorporate technology, which, you know, if other people out there, you know, surpass them on that point and use technology and then their tens literally become the new market leader 
then more people are going to use them. Hundred um, percent. But we'll see what happens so, there. We just got to you just got to be aware of that is what's going to happen because the course of action that's happened prior to grading companies when all they've done is just change the design of their slab to a new format of their slab. The old slabs depreciated in value substantially. So what happens? And it's still graded at a nine. It's still graded at a ten. So you got to think about. If you've got an old slab and you send that in, you can get it re-slabbed, and they don't change the grade. They don't regrade it. They yeah. just put a new new slab. And guess what? Your card's already worth more. And your card's worth more. How? How? Honestly, think about that, ladies and gentlemen. How stupid that sounds. Like. It doesn't make sense. Like I understand that they had uh, issues with fake slabs, but they're having issues with fake slabs with the new one now. So what's the difference? You know. <laughs> oh, well, we'll see what happens there. But I think, uh, yeah, as we said, super high ends are out of reach. Yeah, the ratio of nines and tens will still be get given out to people that have these super high end cards. And well, if you're struggling to afford these high end cards, but you do want to buy into them, you can buy fractional percentage of the card these days so which we'll probably oh. talk about uh next week on the pod but uh next up last question we had was from splash culture do you think the increased redemptions we're going to see this year will affect products a lot of talk that we're not going to see a lot of card card autos due to covid redemptions also take so long to return so you reckon the redemptions we're going to see are going to affect yeah, products? Look, the, I, I think we're going to see redemptions, but I, I, I really think that um, my honest opinion that these lower sets that we've seen actually had some on-car autos, like a Donruss Optic or a um, a um, Court Kings. Um, I, I really think that they're just going to wax sticker autos on all of that product and just try get autos on the higher end stuff yeah um you know there's already stick autos on prison so people are used to that um and i just think they're going to keep it for the higher end stuff you know like the impeccable flawless um, immaculate well immaculate's got stick they'll try they'll try they'll try get some on the nor um you know it's that lower lower thicker stock card and then the highest card uh all the sort of thin but thin cards uh, and 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 the premium stock prism sort of stock card that they they develop on that that sort of uh, range of thickness. Um, I believe really just think they're going to use stickers because stickers would be be so easy. They could send them literally, you know, five thousand in the mail, and then they could sign them all and then chuck them all in the product. You know, and send them back. So. Um, yeah, I, I really think that that's going to be the case, and I do think we're going to see an increase in redemptions. Um, who knows if Panini, you know, gets a better system? You know, at the end of the day, all these companies are just going to turn around and say, "Is blame it on uh, COVID," so they just get an easy way out. And I think um, I really hope it doesn't be. It isn't like that. Um, they really do have a um, solution or a, uh, a you know a plan of action. Is really what it, I'm talking it could, about. It could even be source that it's just the beginning of this year. We have this issue, and then when COVID starts to hopefully clear up over in the states towards the end of 2021, uh, the back end products may have more on card stuff than sticker stuff. Yeah. So, but that's all dependent on what's happening with COVID in 
in the States, I guess. So obviously that's out of people's control, whatever happens there. So it may be a stickered year, as Source is saying, on the low end, and then they focus more on on-card stuff on the high end. But you may see some lower-end product that comes out later in the year potentially um, have some on-card stuff, but it's dependent on uh, what's happening. All right, beautiful. That's a hobby talk down and done. Let's get to the most anticipated segment of the show, Saucy Smokey, where now I will touch on what uh, at Cherry Collectibles comment, commented in the, uh, the chat while we've been uh, recording this podcast. They said Saucy's tips on Kobe rookies in December are paying off. So uh, someone definitely, or everyone there down at Cherry, may have been listening to uh, Saucy Smokey uh, and have jumped on this and maybe making some good coin, but also collecting some Kobe's uh, early on for their PC and buy multiple copies so then they could keep one and flip a couple others. As Source kept saying to people, that's what you should do with the Smokey. If you want to keep it for your PC, buy multiple copies of that card. If you yeah. just want to buy and flip, buy as many as you want and flip them. But... Um, Source, you're right on the money. It's fair there, to but... say, Doma, if anyone has been following the Smokey from day dot, you, you would not have lost any money. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I'd, I, I would have to say my, my probably my my uh, two worst would be Andrew Wiggins, which you know, not for anything, Doma. I actually sold a BGS nine point five that I bought uh, and still made twenty five bucks on it. Oh, so um, you haven't lost so anything then? I didn't lose anything on it. So, uh, like, you know. I, and Seku, and that could still pan out if you hold, you know, hold on to the card. Um, I did tell you to buy his base pre PSA ten prison. I think it was like seventy bucks. It was like dirt cheap. Um, so yeah, I, I just you know I hope that people. Uh, I look all my cards uh, are sitting over and uh, ship my cards, uh, which I'm gonna get them sent back and I'll flaunt them off to everyone. I'll probably sell a few, uh, some of those Kobe's. Now it's time, probably a good time to sell a couple. Um, and, you know, hold on to a few more. Uh, that's what, what I, I would suggest. But um, into this week's Smoky Doma, uh, I was just about to get up the uh, card letter feed, as you know. Um, so, the, look, the guy I'm talking about uh, this week, um, he plays plays in the East, so it's a current day player. Uh, as we've noticed, uh, it's the and, we, and if you listen to our uh, podcast with uh, Chris, uh, he labelled it the the flight to the goats. Uh, at the moment, everyone's in, you know in, in, into the goats, um, buying them up, and so I'm just you know everyone's going left. I'm going a bit right, um, and I'm going towards the modern, and I'm going towards a a, a, a player that has an interesting. Has a bit of an interesting situation going on at the moment with his contract uh, and where he sits with the team. Um, I got a feeling that he he believes that he probably could be in a number one or number two option um, if he's given the chance. And you know he obviously wants more money and they don't, they don't want to give him that money, so he could potentially get traded, uh, which could help his card prices immensely. Um, and I just think where he's sitting at. Uh, if I go, uh, let me just log in. Uh, to my new uh, fancy card letter pro version. Why I waited so long to get the damn pro version, I have no idea. Um, 
If that's not a plug, if you've seen one, give us a uh, give us a rundown on it, mate. Because you were g'd up over it. I know you were g'd oh, up. Oh, mate, I tell you what, you go in here. You got you got the compare. You can compare the two players. You can have a look at the if they've got multiple grades there. You can have a look at all the grades and the graphs, how all the grade discrepancies are. And let me tell you, it's uh, not something that you like to see. When I'm not a fan of PSA, you just see that PSA. Uh, line well on top. Well, obviously, not on top of the BGS 10s. They're still sitting on top. Um, but it's just elite, Dommer. It's got your, the, your daily change. You know, you're able to pick up patterns. You're able to see what's what's dropping. Um, and, you know, that's how I was able to pick up this guy. Um, so uh, without further ado, uh, let me just flick it over to the full screen mode. Bang. If you're watching on YouTube... Uh, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. If you're not, uh, I've got uh, John Collins plays for the Atlanta Hawks prison-based PSA 10. Now, I always say I bring up the you know a rookie card that's attainable for most. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm thinking John Collins generally is underpriced. I've had a look at sort of what he, some of his autos uh, have sold for. And, you know, I'm not going to take credit for this. Another, someone else, uh, one of the double coverage uh, family actually put me onto this one so um and i had a look and i was like oh yeah this uh, this this doesn't make sense so if you go back have a look at the graph i've got the six month graph up here um john collins is pretty much at a six month low now if you go back and have a look at, at his yearly data um this is at points this card was selling for 200 now last sold was 105 now if he gets traded the, the interest around this card instantly the interest around this card, interesting. I mean, if you, even if you just go back as far as, as as soon as the the third of January, there was a sale at two hundred and fifteen dollars. So the fact that you can get this for a hundred bucks, PSA ten, mind you, the pop report on it's only four hundred and nine. Now, is that super important because the pop report probably can rise? You know, if you go have a look at um, Jason Tatum's, who's from that same rookie year, and probably a lot more of his cards have been great. That's probably where the it could get to, but also it may not. It may be a point where people at that time in the hobby didn't think John Collins was going to be that good and they didn't look after his card as well. You know what I mean? Um, so it could rise a little bit, but hey, it's under it's under 500 for a prison base card, which is just it's phenomenal if you ask me when you have a look at Zion comparison, who's at 15K. Yeah. Um, so that's the tip. Saucy Smoky, John Collins. I've picked up a PSA 10. I think I paid 115 uh, USD. Um, and I just think at some point, you know, if, if Atlanta can, you know, push for the playoffs uh, and at least make playoffs if he, if, if he stays there. Um, if not, I think it's a play. If he stays there and leaves on free agency, it could be a play because it creates interest for the player. Um, and if he still might get traded, if he doesn't want to sign a new contract and they don't want to let him leave for free, they might trade him, and then that will also generate interest because he will be able to have a bigger role um, and then hopefully increase his like 18, 19 points a game to you know potentially 22, 24 points, and then that's what you know, we'll probably see his price go up um, a little bit. But you know, if I if, if, I, if I had money, uh, you know, if I just had a thousand dollars to burn and you could just buy up every single uh, PSA 10 base prism that you found of Jolly Collins uh, and then sent them into Starstock. You know, and and just left him sitting on the platform. It sells so much higher on there. You could potentially quadruple your money. Um, Definitely. Well, not quadruple, but like triple your money. Uh, you could sell it for two fifty three hundred on there at some point. I'm sure, easy. 
uh, when it goes up. You know, obviously the recent highs was 200, but so everything starts are a bit more on star stock. So like that's another play that you could potentially do if you send stuff to star stock. Um, yeah, buy it off eBay, send it directly to star stock. I know people do that. Um, then it will get added to your account. So I believe that turnaround time is about a month, but they're hiring and trying to turn around people. Um, it's a real interesting thing. I'm hoping to get on the star stock or I'm on the star stack platform, but I'm just like familiarizing myself. We will bring a, a series as we did mention a while back. We will bring a IG series to the double co- uh, coverage family where source and I will just sit down, go through the account, try and pick some uh, star stock smokies and try and just, instead of us uh, giving NFL tips, uh, <laughs> It's going to be... Stick to what we know, Dom. Yeah, stick to what we know and what we know best at the moment, which is cards. So we're going to try and outlay the money there and we'll do the same thing. Have units, uh, whatever the units are, could be 30 units and it's moved into 30 units across these cards and we'll just build it and we'll see how how high we can get it to Saucy, which will be, which will be awesome. So it'll be interesting series to watch and uh, we're looking forward to bringing that to you. But that is Saucy Smoky. Um any last words before we tee off? Uh, finish, not tee off, finish off. Uh, we did have a couple uh, special pods come out. Um, Chris Hoge, the godfather of data, once again appeared uh, on the double coverage uh, podcast over the weekend. Uh, we've got a nice one lined up this weekend. Hopefully, we just went on conf- confirmation, which will be uh, a great discussion and great chat around sports trading cards and also a different um area of sports trading cards which we have spoken about uh well just touched on but haven't really gone in depth uh into it which now we will be able to with the guests that we're getting on uh and that's pretty much it saucy uh, plenty to look forward to Dom. plenty, plenty uh, to and look also forward yeah to. before i forget stay tuned for uh our announcement probably coming tomorrow but Stay tuned on all social platforms for crunch time. Uh, it will all be revealed uh, tomorrow uh, on our page. Uh, we're super excited for it. We can't wait for the double coverage family to get some more content uh, that we're going to create. Um, and yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. So stay tuned for that and we will uh, inform you all tomorrow. So... Yeah, looking forward to it, aren't we, Saucy? We be... are, we are, Doma. Um, you know, we're going to the next level, and we're going to the, the next level. We're going to the next level, ladies and gents, and we're taking some people with us. That's that's all I'm saying on it. So, stay tuned for that. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Show 33. Uh, keep living, loving, and breathing all sports. It's double coverage. I'm Dom with the Great Man Source, and peace. Peace out, ladies and gents. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Also, follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Talking old spots. Double curve.